Welcome, everybody, to episode 23 of the No Means No Thing podcast. No Means Nothing podcast, whichever That's way you two prefer. two followed by a three. That's a lot of episodes. Two followed by three. Yes, it's a hell of a lot. 23, for those of you weirdos, is, as you know, a magic number, not just because of Michael Jackson. And I think appropriate, because this episode's going to be a magic episode, or as I like to call it, the last episode of the podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, uh, you know me, your fuckmaster, Jordan. <laughs> I'm Matthew. I like to laugh a lot. My name's Michelle. Excellent. And you've <laughs> caught us once again, completely unawares in the midst of a casual conversation about the very best band on the planet. And guess what? It's not just us to think so. Nope. The Slate Family Polaris Heritage Pride Bring got it. announced today. This is, uh, this is old news to most of you, but fuck yes. Wrong, nice. baby. Nice. Wrong. Yeah. I don't know about you two, but I am waiting for that poster. I cannot oh. wait to have a giant wrong poster on my wall. That's going to oh, kick man. ass. You know, one of the winners of that ran out of posters. The Glenn Gould, the year Glenn Gould won, because I, I would have gotten that poster now that I well, know about it. And it was, I'm gonna, it said sold out. Yeah. That, I'm going to refresh. Those two words refresh. are not going to be happening with that. It's like historical albums like of... Uh, Know, significance Canadian albums. It's kind of like the uh, I guess in the the UK it's the Mercury Prize. It's kind of similar. Oh, um, do they have anything like that here? I don't know. We're fucking Americans. We're too dumb for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's pretty pretty great because um, a lot of the stuff that uh, I don't know it, it, the significant albums don't tend to go in that direction very often it seems so yeah um, yeah it's it's nice to have that recognized that uh absolutely n- not just pop music yeah. not just um kind of famous stuff you know so that's uh, that's great long ago congratulations I, mm-hmm. I, i'm telling you I'm, i mean i i had said this before we started this podcast when we were all just kind of talking about it i I do feel in my bones that there's a no means no renaissance afoot. And this is just yep. another one of those uh, bricks in that wall, so to speak. Like there's just one more thing to uh, one more bit of recognition. The, you know, who knows the band is where that'll vibrating. go, but there's a they are, the man. Air. There's a, there's, you know, the there's a whole new generation. What's well, only been 10 years since they've well, been gone, but we'll, we'll be born to discover them. Nice. One yeah. nice thing that I was reading about the prize. I didn't know very much about it, but there are, uh, um, initiatives in the past where sort of the historical um, winners, I guess more contemporary members, they get together and they do covers of the heritage ones that win. So that would be pretty cool. Oh, (laughs) hella cool. Wait, what are you saying? The bands get back together and play again? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. No, like the the contemporary winners. The ones who win like contemporary awards. Yeah, they'll do covers of the historical winners, which is what No Means No won. So we could get some good covers out of it. That'd be hella cool. Yeah. Or bad ones. Cool. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I'll take anything. Give, give me right. anything. Yeah. Just bring it bring it to the kids, man. No means no lounge. Well, I'm going to raise my glass of Amarnyakakakak to, uh, we got a nice tall one today because boy, do I need it. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm boring as fuck, but boy, this shit tastes good. And mine is not piss yellow like yours, Michelle. No, like sweet, no, sweet it's red it's brown like, juice. Yeah, it's Look like that. Mm. I know. Uh oh, real Wait, turpentine. Ma- Matthew bent over. He's picking something off the well, floor. Well, that's just where my beers are. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> Michelle, are we? Are you mixing it up today, or we get that? I sweet, am mixing sweet it up. Ooh, I'm mixing yeah. it up. I got two beers in case we run a little over. 
Mm-hmm. But I am mixing it up. In the past, I've had Irish Death. Yes. And the same company has has come out. They, I, I don't think they have it year-round, but it's the, the time of year where they have... Manx Death? Mocha Death. Mocha Death. Mocha okay. Death. Yeah. Nice. That's so not a Celtic people. No. So is that have, like a chocolate uh, beer or something? Ale brewed <laughs> with coffee and cocoa. Mm. Fuck yeah, that sounds delicious and dark and rich and yummy. Mm. No, that's, no widget. That's still a nice sound. Some bitches brew right there. Yep. I guess I can't make that joke anymore. Excellent. I hope this doesn't keep me up. I can usually drink a cup of coffee and go to bed. Oh, me too. So. I'm a seven. I'm a seven p.m. to eight p.m. I got a big old giant cup of coffee every night. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking course, weird. But I know people course, who can't drink coffee after three and they're up all night. So fucking yeah. wimps. But then yeah. again, I'm also. You know, from like ten to to midnight smoking weed, so that's just kind of counteracts. <laughs> yeah, I guess. yeah. My beer looks like your armagnac, kind of. If you put it, it in sort the light, does. anyways. If you Cheers put it in the light, that. it turns it. Yeah. All right. All right. So now it's time for the game show. Maybe. What, what are we doing? <laughs> well, <That's>, uh, um, <laughs> the game show. I like Michelle have prepared for this to be a long one, so I'm not going to give you choices so much as just to show you what I'm probably going to be drinking. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Matthew's um, built a bar in the garage. <laughs> actually, we did buy a new fridge, so I will be getting the little fridge in as Ooh, a beer boy. fridge uh, nice. this, yeah, this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So we got the turned out spruce tip ale from nice. Steel and Oak. Out. Yeah, I've been know. turned out. Who sings that? <laughs> I like that label. I don't know who sings that. Yeah, it's a good label. It's the Rollins band. But oh. um, there's there's not going to be. This is a donation from uh, um, a friend and listener. Um Hey, Fader. Um, he, Fader? He, you, you got friends with cool names, man. She no brought this to me, um, and, and this is uh, something that I've been not permitted. He's like, yeah, no, it's, it's, for, it's for the podcast. So um, here it is. <laughs> you, th- you like that last label? What yeah. about this fucking label? Oh, hell yes. Oh, shit. Oh, hell yes. You got to keep that can. I know, I man. Just, uh, Tell I just everybody saw... what you got there. This is Rush Beer. And it has like the the 2112 logo on it, and oh my God. Um, it is a Canadian Golden Ale. It says books are for tourists. Uh, what else does it say? It's Henderson Brewing Company. So um, yeah, that's uh, Fader, amazing. Fader ordered this from um, from Ontario somewhere. <laughs> he no got, shit. Yeah, he got like a case of beer and gave me one of them. And that's wow. incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. We just saw Parker and I went down and saw first concert since pandemic. Um, Oh, the Primus uh, one? The Primus, yeah, where oh, they covered fuck, how Farewell was to Kings. It was amazing. Really? It was weird as fuck to be around that many people, but we it's outside at the Greek uh, Greek theater in, in Berkeley, which is an outdoor amphitheater, so that was great. Oh, good, good. Um, just covered in weed, right, of course, because now it's legal, so it's even worse than it used to be, but that was great. Claypool ripped it up. Look at oh, that. Look at that can. Did. Holy shit. Are we going to make it cheers? And I, I do believe cheers. that Rush um, won uh, Polaris Heritage Prize in the past. Nice. So. Yes, it all ties in. It all yeah. ties cheers. in. Listeners, we're cheersing you. Hopefully, you're sitting around the yep. campfire or, or in your living room or wherever the fuck. Shopping at a Costco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, driving nice. around, hopefully, not drinking. Um, but here's to you, listener. And here's oh, to man, a night where we'll probably lose half of you because we're going to have to make some real tough choices. Oh. And uh, buckle up. We got some songs tonight, folks. Uh, I'm not going to... To me, the hard, real hard part's in the back half, so we won't spoil that. Although, again, I wish we didn't have to put the names of the uh, songs that we're doing in the episode descriptions, but there's all sorts of reasons that we should. So you probably already know what the songs are, but in case you don't, just 
Just settle in. Are you guys going to be all right? Also Ooh. wondering. Um, I'm excited. How many people are listening past the last, uh, the outro of stock taking? Because we have a little surprise there. It's the, the surprise that we experience uh, when we let the randomizer pick the songs. Yeah, most of you, I think, haven't heard that. You haven't been listening. But I'll tell you what, if you haven't and you're hearing this episode and you haven't listened to them, go back and listen to the very, very end of last one because that got a little wild. That one was a little wild. <laughs> That's probably the best one Because you're a and wild and crazy guy. Because I'm insane. I'm stupid. Yep. Yeah. All right. So shit. Let's let's talk about this first pairing. This is, this is a fun one. It's good. Happy to dive into this. I'm happy to talk about all these songs. What a fucking honor to get to sit here and just talk about these songs. So yeah. we're gonna start with this pairing. We've got this story must be told off of Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie 1998 versus Pigs and Dogs off of One Down Two to Go from 1994. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is actually a uh, home demo from the 79 to 80 range. So uh, this was one of those early unreleased tracks that came out on uh, One Down, Two to Go. Um, so we are going to dive right in and talk about these. But first, we're going to tell a little of this story. Matthew, you're first up to talk to us about this story. What do you think? Um, it's a story. It's definitely a story that gets told. And it is about... <laughs> That's, um, that's very heady, Matthew. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm an it, asshole. Indeed. It's, um, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> one. It's like definitely um, in No Means No's um, wheelhouse as a feminist band. Um, and it almost sort of heralds the Me Too movement. And I don't know how tongue-in-cheek it is. It's about... Um, a, a guy who rapes. Oh, and then it turns out that uh, she she sort of flips flips the script on him, and nobody's gonna believe her, but nobody's gonna believe him either at how powerful she was, and that he got blown away by 
giving into this power, I guess. I don't know. It's very difficult to parse because he's definitely slipping into nautical metaphors and religious metaphors um, to do with this. So yeah, it makes, makes the, the rapist into the victim in some bizarre way where the, um, the woman's story, uh, he, he's suffering from like the, the effects of not being believed. And I guess, you know, turnabout is fair play, more than fair play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting song because it's in a major chord. Um, and it's sort of bouncy. It's like one of these uh, a little bit sort of folky kind of uh, vocal delivery almost. Um, but yeah, the power flips in this song. And um, a bunch of times uh, he's using religious metaphor, like uh, where you know, he's yelling at a point in the sky. Nobody believes him. You know, he's a ranting crazy person. Um, and this, where it says nine times she bellied over me and nine times she rose from the foam. Um, you know, she, is he talking about a ship? Um, because bellying over is, I believe, um, something that a ship does when it comes up and the bell, the sails belly out and bellied over. That's an interesting belly is a verb. Like the belly of a ship is a big, heavy thing. If you're within it, you're safe. But if you're outside in the water, that's going to crush you. And then rose from the foam. Um, who do you know who did that? Aphrodite rose from the foam. Yeah. After the the goddess, the the goddess of, um, of love. Aphrodite, like the the perfect woman and the the virgin, I believe. Um, or is she the, vir- the one virgin in the clam? birth. Is she That's the right. One in the clam with the with the red hair. That's the one. Oh, she's so pretty. Mm-hmm. I wish I looked like her. So anyway, I think it's a song about the um, that men are actually v- not victims, but vulnerable more vulnerable than uh, than they than they might think. And that's mm. good. Maybe it's sort of foretelling the, the Me Too movement that, uh, you know, maybe the onus shouldn't always be on the woman mm. for who, right. uh, who wh- where the power is in this relationship. Anyway, it's very complicated stuff, and I don't really want to uh, make anybody mad about this. But I, it's I tricky. Do think, it's tricky. It's <laughs> tricky. But I do think that no means no. Uh, it generally does a very, very good job with um, these sorts of themes and uh, of power yeah, and do. sex and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting. The uh, Again, sort of bellied over, belly up to. It's like an intimacy. You can belly up to the bar. You belly up to someone else. You also suck up to somebody. And it's like, you know, you think she's going to be repelled. But yeah, she draws him in closer to destroy him. <laughs> And he deserves it. Like a spider. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, the, the drums in the bridge, uh, I love the, the drums and bass, sort of everything's in unison in the, in the bridge and the wailing vo- vocals. Um, in the coda, it's like that chugging um, with just restraint of power that No Means No does so well with hints of letting it all go. And then all hell mm-hmm. breaks loose, yet it's still totally tightly controlled and then ends with bass craziness. Um yeah, Base craziness. Van, very, very uh, fast craziness. Song and, uh, bass <laughs> <craziness>. <laughs> well, a nautical theme fits with the nautical theme, right? Right, right. and with the, with the bass. And we got more nautical themes coming up later. 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's about it for that one for me. Nice. Oh, also, it's the first one on the album, which is interesting. Right? Mm. Yeah, it's one of the openers. About that. All right, Michelle. That. Michelle, what about you? Well, you know me. I never pay attention to the lyrics much, so my my notes are all about the music. But I do. I hear more about the lyrics, not from the song, but from you guys. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know he was talking about belly up, and I didn't know even though they were saying nine times. Yeah, I, I don't know what the significance of nine is. I hope that Jordan has some idea what I did it nine times. Nine. 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 It means nine. no. It's no in German, and nine hey. means ah. no. So mm-hmm. nine yeah. means yeah. nine. That's nine right. Nine means nine. All right. That's funny what I just said. <laughs> can I can I get a laugh here? Nine means nine. <laughs> I am funny. All right. Yes. So this song has always been a bit straightforward for me. The guitar, which sounds crunchy and great, is pretty much following the bass part. I said that on purpose, the bass part. I do like it when they do layer on the guitar and the bass. But personally, I would much rather hear some fucked up stuff between the cracks that jacks the whole thing up. I'm going to say it. It always kind of sounded a little noodly. You know, yeah, I'm sorry. I know you're making the face. I'm, I'm making a big I, old face. That's I'm good. Being, this is your... I'm being honest, strangey here. This is Noodly. what we need, man. About two thirds into the song, though, it's a really great instrumental that continues until the ending. And Rob is plowing out some great stuff. There's some juicy accented hits in there that bring back the sound of the band that I really adore. I don't understand how Rob sings and plays at the same time as some of the stuff he's doing. I, I don't know how, how he can do it. It's so talented. And it's pretty wild that this song and this singer, or that it's pretty wild that this same singer and band plays the song that we're going to hear going up against it. Yeah. Two completely different sides of the coin. My God. Yep. All right. So I'm going to, I think I'll dive into my, whatever, talking about it from the music side first and then dip back into the lyrics. Um, boy, yeah, I couldn't disagree more. I think this song is tight as fuck. I think this is one of my, one of my favorite openings to a No Means No album. I think this is, they have a history of great openers, not in all of them. I think we'll get to maybe one or two where they leave me cold, but this one doesn't. I, I love it. I love the music mm. in this. I only heard them play this once live through the wall during a sound check and i was really hopeful that they like as i was waiting in line to get in really hopefully they were going to play it but they didn't i think it was too hard (laughs) i think it's too hard to play this song live uh maybe i could be wrong but i don't i didn't see i didn't find any live versions on youtube maybe i didn't look hard enough but um fucking great i the music in this song kicks my ass i love the bass line i mean yeah it's kind of noodly but i love that about it (laughs) i love its major chordness um uh could the guitar like yes this is probably a song at least in the early parts where the where the guitar could be a little less uh in sync or it would be interesting to hear what the song was like if the guitar was a little more filling in the cracks in the in the way that it You're used to like back in the in old sync days better than the, the no means no well sync and saying? and and the other hansons right not the Hanson brothers right. but the other hansons so of course mm-bop. um mm-bop, boy band, mm-bop, boy band bop, so um 
but I think the music in this kicks ass. And and this is one of the that that last bridge, the not last bridge, the last musical break. This is one of those no means no beat drops where they just bring you and bring you and bring you and they're, they're, they're teasing and teasing and they just fucking drop it right in your lap and and crush my skull with it. It's gorgeous. Mm. And I this is one of those songs I always want to just hit rewind on to listen to again because mm. I think musically it really gets me going. It gets my spine going. It speaks to to a lot of what I really like it's about my spine going. I like it that. does. It's that kind of like, you know, makes me, makes me feel uh, visceral. Up, this is a very visceral song. Uh-huh. And, and Matthew, I think that, uh, yeah, you nailed a lot about what is unpackable about this song. It's, it's a weird, tricky one, really. Um, to me, what I was thinking of when I didn't get the nautical shit at all about bellied, I didn't realize that that's a great poll. To me, what I was thinking of is bellied over me would be if she was pinning her down, she kept, getting control and rolling on top of him, like bellied over so that she was in on top and then he loses power and then he gains power and like kept rolling and rolling until she's on top. What this oh. really made me think of was something, uh, a pop culture reference from recently. Have either of you watched Reservation Dogs? That Only the first one. Wait, Reservoir Dogs, you mean? No, no, no. Mm. It's called Reservation Dogs and it's made by all Native American cast and crew and writers and it takes place on a reservation. It's purposeful that it's referring to Reservoir Dogs. Anyway, it fucking kicks ass. Watch huh. it. It's absolutely amazing. All they right. have yeah. this. Ep- they have this episode. So episode five. Taika Waititi is attached to it too. So yep. he is yep. not American uh, Aboriginal, but he's uh, yeah New Zealander. It's it's incredible. Anybody wow. out there who hasn't watched this yet, it's absolutely fantastic, fantastic, huh. fantastic show. But anyway, in episode five, they have this character who's this woman that this character meets who keeps picking up men and it turns out that she's like this, I won't spoil it too much, but she's like a deer spirit kind of, or like a vengeful spirit. And she keeps picking up these really shitty men and they end up missing or brutally murdered. And this song reminded me of like, this sounds like this guy got way more than he bargained for. Like he went in thinking he was going to have the power and he met the spirit of fucking vengeance. Someone who's not going to fucking take it. This is Kali sitting it's there like with Eileen her long tongue. or something and, like yeah, that. Yeah. That's like, serial killer lady. Exactly. But it feels ah. more, it feels uh, spiritual, right? It feels like he met a spirit. That's, that's a to force. me really, yeah. he met a Dexter. force. Also on the more metaphorical part, and, I, and Matthew, you were talking about this too. It does feel like it, it approaches through that sort of metaphor, the idea that he who inflicts violence destroys himself too, right? Like there's, yeah. when you do that, you, you kill your own soul. When don't you, fuck with the divine you, feminine. Yeah, don't fuck with the divine feminine. And and like whatever you think is masculine about that, it's actually destroying anything real in you to 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 enact that kind of violence. Um, and I get that sense from it. But on the other hand, it's just this weird fucking story about mm-hmm. a guy who encounters way more than he bargained for and loses his fucking mind. I mean, almost Good. in a Lovecraftian way, right? Like he's wandering the streets, like you said, pointing up at the empty sky. And that's, it's really evocative to me. And, and like the best no means no songs ambiguous. Like I, you can't, you can't firmly nail this one down. And it is tricky. Cause I don't, I don't necessarily feel like it's making men the victims, but it is showing the damage you inflict on yourself through violence, right? It's, it's, and that part about, yeah, it was lies, lies. We never heard about it. It's, you know, again, just like you peg Matthew, it's that, you know, we don't, women aren't believed and now you're not fucking believed, right? Like now you're right in the same boat. Just took away your power in all ways, including your ability to actually convince people of, of the truth. 
Um, really interesting. And I love this song. I think this is a banger, banger, banger opening. I always, again, want to listen to the song at least two, maybe three times. Really love this. Uh, what I like about it, it's, it's, it's more, it's more Tomish. I, that's, I like one things I like about it because it, it huh. almost reminds me of a, a showbiz giant song in terms of structure in some ways. Yeah. And that mute, come on guys, that musical break at the end, that's fucking oh, power. Oh, oh, yeah. it's, it's sick. It's sick. That is sick as shit. Yep. Wow. Listen right. to John too. Listen That's to John. He's going eight. More unanimity on that. All right. Well, let's uh, let's. I guess I was last, so let's dip into this other one, pigs and dogs, and uh, we're gonna hear some winks and growls before we talk about it. Everyone's <laughs> committing suicide, so why don't you and I go jump off a bridge? Together, you and I We can change our mind And come back home For one last Matthew, you're up. <laughs> uh, to me, this is like No Means No doing a Stooges song. <laughs> yes. A Stooges song? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no shit. It's gonna, it kind of reminds me of, I guess. I don't know. It's um, <laughs> certainly a song about, um, well, the previous song was about, you know, a, a switch in the balance of power of sex. This is about like the debasement of both of them. <laughs> Boredom um, of being the debasement of, of everything. You know, not kings and queens, but pigs and dogs. Um, impossible not to think of uh, Animal Farm and maybe like Animals by Pink Floyd. Um, mm, where, yeah. you know, the... The dogs are the combining conniving businessmen, and the, um, the the pigs are power hungry, or maybe just plain old pigs and dogs just rolling around in the slop. Um, yeah, uh, I'll be your dog. I mean, that's got to be a, a a Stooges reference. <laughs> oh, oh, you're probably fucking right. I, I didn't even get that. Yeah. It's about the right era, right? To be quoting yeah, that directly. Um, and then, yeah, I'm depressed but not depraved unless you'd like to, you know, it's like he's <laughs> pr- proclaiming and so um, uh, I, sexually equal, we exercise our right. Um, you know, I'm respecting you by you fucking me. Um, yeah. We're going to do all this disgusting <laughs> stuff. And you know, uh, I'm a feminist because we can do whatever we want. Um, so scumbag kind of like a post hippie uh, attitude towards towards sex. Um, I love the uh, the beginning sort of. Um, the the strumming and pre nodules Rob voice <laughs> yeah everyone's giving, it's I mean yeah so gentle and then uh, later on it's like dirty dirty blues effects on the guitar mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the crazy fast redux at the end after the one so last good and a really long silence they <laughs> just yeah, love yeah, how yeah. long they let that silence go. 
it's a real um, jokey song about sort of a, something that comes up so often, and especially in early No Means No, about how everyone's obsessed with sex, but then just get bored of it. <laughs> hmm. Nice. All right, Michelle. No Means No getting bored of sex? I don't know. They bring yeah, it I up. Don't know. They bring it up a little bit later, quite a bit. Sex on we instead of sex mad, I guess. Yeah. This song kills me. I almost can't tell or couldn't tell who was singing it at first. I was like, who the fuck the fuck is that? But it really <laughs> is a young Rob. This is a really, I can't read my words. This really is a chugging cool tune. They could have played it at CBGB's. See that? There's my Stooges little, little nod. <laughs> they could have played it at CBGB's and fit right in. When we had... This one come up. I didn't even know which song this was by the name. I didn't even know what the song Pigs and Dog was. And then I looked it up and it was on the uh, album One Down, Two to Go. And I love this album. I really like the weird stuff. And it's interesting that the mix has the fuzz guitar almost overpowering the vocals. It pretty much dominates the song. I, You know, that probably was their, their TX4 track or... Whatever that was, but it's just, it's almost too much, but then it kind of makes sense. And there seems to be some bass in it, or just uh, maybe lower guitar strings, but it's later on in the song that I think it shows up. The ending of this is just fantastic. They bring back the original beginning vibe of the song, suggest a fuck that echoes, <laughs> and then they go wild. Very cool art piece that I would have loved to see live someday. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yep. Nice. Yeah, Matthew, you, you reference the Stooges, so I think it's the better reference. I think that's a fucking good one. I, I just yeah. like this. This feels like no means no George Thorogood to me. I'm <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> George yeah. Thorogood. Yeah, you know, bad to the bone, that guy. Yeah, that's I know, like, but that's, a, anyway. that, that's not the Stooges. I know it's not. That's what I'm saying. Stooges is better. But listen, I like this song. It's good, crunchy blues. Bad to the fuck. Yeah, it's good, crunchy blues. I mean, what a what a slime bag narrator. This guy's a fucking slime bag. I mean, this is like low key, like a, what it gets, fits in the in the no means no apocalypse genre. Apocalypse, like, yeah. Everyone's going to kill themselves, but they're just killing themselves because they're fucking bored and slimy. Yeah, that's and cool. you know, also just lazy, maybe. You know, lazy, just like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we just see your face is rumpled like the sheets. It's just all these great lines. Bored of sex, just be boring in general. Exactly. This so is one you of don't those do and, sex anymore. Right, and 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 maybe like the only way to get past that is if we get really fucking nasty about it like should we do that oh no oh no no you you think i'm an ass for, for suggesting that anyway it's it's yeah it's it's i i have to admit i'd never really paid attention that much to the lyrics before this go around i'd heard it i liked the song i was always more into just the crunchy blues part so reading the <laughs> lyrics i really liked them i thought it was great and i love rob's delivery the way that um the 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 pacing of the of the lyrics some of the way that he delivers these lines if you just read them on the page they're fine but the way the rhythm that he uh, he uh he declaims them is so fucking musical and great it's really interesting i love the, the pattern and the rhythm of of his delivery it's fucking great um again yeah that crunchy endings fucking great the super fast blues but you know pass i don't have much to say about this this song's a curio to me i like it <gasps> what? but it's like it's a great it's a great view into no means no's past but yeah i listened to this one and i'm like great pigs and dogs that's a what a great piece of history but it doesn't it doesn't do anything else for me that said it's amazing it's no means no what are you gonna do it's amazing great to hear rob's early voice but 
that's the that's the sigh I was making when you were talking about uh, story must be told. So I know, I know, I know. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I know. No, listen, me too. There's 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 equal for everybody. There's equal (laughs) numbers of people sighing about uh, both of our fucking takes here, and Matthew's Mm -hmm. just in the middle going like, "No, I I said fucking good things about both. I'm safe. He's safe. Uh, So uh, we're gonna vote. Um, I get to go first, and I think it's very clear that there's one story that needs to be told, and then there's some pigs and dogs need to get back to the fucking farm. So my vote, story must be told. Michelle? I'll take your story must be told, and I'll pigs and dogs you, because I'm pigging and dogging it. Nice. Hell yeah. Mm. Hell yeah. Matthew, love where it. you at? I love that song, the pigs nice. and dogs song. I love it too. I, I think just because I can feel and hear Tom in uh, Story Must Be Told, I got to give it to that one because it makes me think of like <gasps> what might have come might have come later as uh, Tom got his feet under him a little bit more in the band. Fuck yeah! Ah. There is a story that will be told. They probably won't go far this, to but told. I'm glad. I'm glad it's it's got another chapter at least. But you hey, guys no. didn't even say anything about like what pigs are and what dogs are. That is. I figured yeah, man, you, you'd be like so pigs eat everything, let me, dogs. You let know. Let me. Let me. Let me. Uh, you know, uh, there's some pig and dog the, stuff. I'm there. gonna peek behind the curtain a little bit on this one. We'll find out in a little bit. There are a couple of songs that took all my attention this episode. It was uh-huh. really hard for mm-hmm. me to give pigs and dogs the the respect it deserves, and it's not a song that I've chewed over for years lyrically. So I agree, Michelle. I could have said a lot more, and probably these yeah. lyrics actually do deserve some some dissertation. Yeah. I didn't have it in me because I I I'm not super into this song. The I, no, I had I never know. really looked R- at the lyrics. Rob before. So no, but you're right. Creepy. He's it's so you're right. creepy. He's fucking great. But yeah. uh, so did I give the song the do it deserved? Absolutely not. No, I'm not saying me, you did it, but no, I'm, I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm admitting I'm, it. I didn't. No, it's all right. It's all right. What are you gonna do? It reminds right, me if I'm all wet. A little bit. Yo, absolutely. Yes. Which I, I love that song. That's mm-hmm. that song kicks ass. See? And that song starts with go into meditation, which is like my favorite opening of any fucking thing <laughs> ever. Oh, you oh know I, I bet mention... it's not the, your favorite opening because we're going to talk about one of your no, favorite right. openings. You're right. one, one of my, yeah, yeah. Although I will say, <laughs> speaking of favorite openings that are coming up, there are two songs in this episode that start with drummer count offs. And it's very quiet and the story must be told, but they don't do that very often. And this story must be told does have a like one, two, three, four, which one, they, don't, two, they don't do that too much. So it's interesting that we've got two of those to set. All right. Well, that was uh, the first half, which actually kind of flew by. So, yeah. I mean, we're saying this is going to be a long one. We'll have to see how long part two goes. But before we do that, uh, you know, Matthew, you put out a call the other day to have people send us in stories and recordings and stuff. And actually, we got some good shit. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, thanks to everyone who, who made that call. Thanks to our Hong Kong listener. I don't have my email up, so I'm forgetting the name like an asshole, but Tim? thank you so much for that. Yeah, it was Tim. That's Tim. right. So shout, shout out to Tim from Hong Kong who, who let us know a bit of his story, which was fucking great. And to everyone else who's written in, please do it. We want to hear from you. No means nothing podcast at gmail.com. Send us a note. Send us, uh, you know, a recording if you want. Um, but today, we actually do have an actual recording. Oh. Luke Moore sent us in a recording. And uh, we're going to hear Oh, Luke. yeah. This is a good one. That's a good one. And I've got <clears> it on the... I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, good, good, good. I've got it on the soundboard, so you two may have okay. to turn up your volumes a little bit yourself, because I know it comes in quiet, but uh, you'll get to hear it with us. So let's hear what Luke has to say. Hi, my name's Luke, and here's my No Means No Origin story. It's 1992. 
I'm 17. I live in a house in the middle of the forest on a little island between Vancouver Island and the mainland with my uh, back-to-the-land hippie parents and a sister. And I've been studying the Bible for a few years at this point with the Jehovah's Witnesses, which is kind of freaking my parents out because they're not into that. Um, but I'm looking for answers uh, to the big questions that I have, and I'm looking for comfort, I'm looking for things to be simple, and I'm looking for, you know, right and wrong and, and um, uh, hope. And I'm finding that the music of the day is starting to puncture holes in my religious fanaticism because I've been listening to some alternative radio stations. Uh, I've been listening to the university stations, CITR and CFUV from UBC and UVic, and uh, hearing this amazing music that um, uh, doesn't really fit with <laughs> the worldview that I've been cultivating through my Bible study. And one night I'm listening and to one of these stations, and um, self-pity comes on, and it's oh. like nothing I've ever heard before. Andy, no, in his incomparable sneer, is reflecting my inner state back at me um, oh, in a way that I, I've just never heard before. Oh, no. And thankfully, the the um, the DJ does announce who the song is by when he finishes his round of songs and tells me that it's No Means No, and um, the song is called Self Pity. So the next time I'm in Victoria. I go to a record shop, I buy the Sex Mad and You Kill Me CD, uh, and just opening up that album art uh, in the record store, um, I know that if I buy this album, there's probably no going back. Um, oh, I'm fuck. probably not going to end up going any further down the joyless road of you know black and white thinking that I've been on with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, because this this music and this this um, whole aesthetic is definitely a threat to that. So I'm looking at the you know, the picture of the guy shooting up uh, with the the caption "fun" uh, written above it, and then the the um, the silhouette of Dad opening the door and reading the lyrics. And uh, it's scary to me. It's scary because this is definitely a threat to. Um, what I, I believe at this point. But I buy the CD, and it um, really, listening to this music, um, I start to allow for a lot more complex thinking. It challenges me. It makes me ask a lot, much better and deeper questions. Um, and eventually I, I need to get away from the Jehovah's Witnesses and, and from my family, um, but for different reasons. Um, and so I move across the country, and I eventually see uh, no means no for the first time in Ottawa uh, when I'm 18 or 19 and that absolutely seals the deal for me because this this the show was just like no other experience I'd ever had there was there was so much joy and catharsis in it um, and um, yeah I, I was lucky enough to see them about seven times before they over the years before they called it quits so what does no means no mean to me well, after I gradually let go of the idea of finding simple answers in life, I, I really struggled for a long time to accept that maybe there's no ultimate meaning or purpose. And that possibility was always explored very deeply in songs like Zero Plus Two Equals One or The River. 
and uh, you know that those lyrics and helped me at least ask those questions even if though they made me uncomfortable um so you know i still got involved in various spiritualities over the years but um that that nihilism in in no means knows music always challenged me and yet at the same time uh in their shows and in, in, in the music there was so much love really and and transcendence and and even hope mm-hmm. uh, not much hope <laughs> sometimes <laughs> but usually no uh but certainly connection and certainly um catharsis you know the things that i needed as a human being uh, that we all need i think and um uh, no means no related personal story. Well, uh, I remember back in the late 90s, um, I saw Mr. Wrong and the Hansons play uh, in Victoria at the Limit nightclub. And I was, there was a set break and I was standing outside talking to somebody who was also at the show smoking a cigarette. And he, uh, I told him about how No Means No had basically helped me leave the Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, and he told me about how they left, they helped him leave the Canadian military. He said that he heard Sex Mad and it blew his mind when he was in the military around the time when Canadian peacekeepers in Somalia um, had been found to um, be engaging in, in sexual abuse and there was a lot of toxic masculinity in the military. And uh, he told me that uh, he just realized after discovering this this band that he couldn't do it anymore and he got out of the military. And I realized at that point this this band has not just changed my life that they've changed many lives i'm sure um so i just wanted to end on uh with my two cents about one no means no song since uh it uh didn't come up in the uh wonderful episode you did on um brother rat and what slade says just like to say i always thought that slade as a name is an allusion to the verb to slay or to kill, right? So, who is slayed? Has has slayed been slain? Well, clearly not, but I think there's an ongoing effort to slay slayed. I think slayed is um, perhaps the id, the part of us that rejects all, um, you know, norms of civilization um, and can never really be slain. Um, anyway, you can take that or leave that. Um, just thought I'd put that out there. So uh, keep up the great work. Love the podcast. Fucking A, man. Luke. Yep. Thanks, was, Luke. That was amazing. Shit. I think we'll probably have opportunity to talk about why that recording in particular was so great for this episode with the songs coming up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, just just a little reasons. smidge of religious theme. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, actually name-checking one of the songs also and just the deep themology. But it, that's not a word. Um Fuck, man, that was great. What a story. I mean, what a community. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I'm so grateful to hear from all of you and to get to share in how much this band has met, meant to people. It's, it's oh, what? fucking fantastic. I can't, I can't believe what I've just heard, man. Right? This is the first. Uh, I think Matthew and I both heard this already. And so you I had not heard this before, clearly. No. So, yeah, that's great. That's great. So I'm proud you, of him. I'm proud yeah. of that guy. What's his name? Luke, Luke Moore. Luke, yep. holy shit, Luke. My God. I asked him More a couple questions, Luke. and unfortunately it wasn't me on the radio, oh. but I wish it had been. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll, wow. we'll pretend what it is story. in our, yeah. in our fiction. Shit. That was oh Matthew's voice in the wild. All right, fuck. That's so, unbelievable. Following from Luke's great story, we're going to hit you with 
really, oh. we've reached the end. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a few things before we even talk about the songs. <laughs> I, I really was devastated when these two songs came up, right? And then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, really, what is this? This is a preview. This is like a, a, a message from the future of what this podcast is going to be like in two years. Like we, this is what's going to happen. We're going to be putting songs of this caliber up Blood. against each other. Well, I just mean songs of this caliber are going to come up against each other. So it's Busted just happening. Er, it's happening early. So I don't really to peek behind the curtain a little bit more. I'm not going to be sad if either of these songs goes through because they're both winners. I mean, they're both number one. These mm. songs are, these are all, these are both number one contenders. These are not, I think these might be, you know, kind of towards the end. No, these are both number one contenders. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. That yep. doesn't mean they'll, they'd yep. win necessarily, but they are absolutely in that pantheon. And we got to fucking, uh, we got to deal with them. If you're, if you haven't figured out by now, the two songs that we're talking about are oh. from the same fucking album, first of all, which, what the fuck? Mm. One song got, between them. We have one song between them. We've got Mary. Off, of course, you know it, you love it. Zero plus two equals one, 1991. And the eponymous zero plus two equals one off of zero plus two equals one, 1991. So what the fuck? Mary versus zero plus two equals one. This is the height of absurdity. And were I petty, <laughs> I'd say podcast is over. We're done. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, this is I absurd. understand. I feel But like, on the other hand, I don't, I don't, no, no, I don't really feel that way. I feel lucky as fuck to get to sit here and try to talk about these songs. I'm also terrified. The other thing I'll say, just a little another peek behind the curtain. I have the hardest time talking about. We talked a little bit about this before the pod started, but um, before we hit record tonight, I have the hardest time talking about the songs I like the most. I, I'm never going to be satisfied. I feel mm -hmm. like I, I've thought about these two songs in particular so much that I could talk for hours about them. I can't do that here on the podcast. And so anything I say is, I'm not. I'm going to feel like shit after this because I'm going to go like I didn't say what I wanted to say. Yeah. Like we um, I, we so, haven't recorded for three weeks. Yeah, um, we delayed recording this one last week. I've been fucking stressed out. Yeah, <laughs> like, genuinely stressed out. They couldn't it's handle hard. it. So I, I you know, I, I get to go first here, which is I guess sort of a blessing and a curse. Um, and I'm just gonna st I'm just gonna riff because I I mean you know I've got notes. I'll try to refer to them, but all I really want to say is both these songs mean so much to me on so many levels. Like I have thought about both of these songs a tremendous amount, and they are absolutely two of the songs that make no means no better than any music I've ever heard in my life and better than any music I ever will hear in my life. So we're yeah. going to start with Mary. Um, Everybody as I kind of, as I, as I, as we'll oh, go ahead, leave space. Matthew, for oh shit. Oh, I'm so yeah. out of it. I didn't even think of course yeah. Play we the leave ditty. Space for Mary. It's not the last. Here we go. At the bottom of the Mm-hmm. 
I probably just put in the entire song because I can't find it there. It's just got to be the song, so it's going to be a really yeah, long just episode. Just play the whole thing. Um, as I mentioned offhand with one of the other ones, this one is one of the few, I think few, No Means No Songs starts out with a drum count, right? We've got uh, John, and it's such a, every time I start to hear that drum count, it just sets it's me off. boner time. It yeah. is boner time in my pants. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. This song to me is beautiful. It's a masterpiece, and it's, it's beautiful. That's, it's sublime. All the words. This song is a, it's like a fucking dire wolf looking at the edge of the forest that just bolts out, grabs me by the neck and shakes me until my neck is broken and just leaves me there bleeding and fucking happy. It's a song that is rending the sky through a ragged fucking tear. And through that tear is this blistering force of this vast cosmic intelligence older than fucking life itself, just screaming at me. Mm. So... I, I'm going to tone poem it here for a minute because this is this is how this song makes me feel. So it's like this song. This is this, these are the thoughts that I have when I'm listening to the song. It's like the universe is this vast, seething, vibrating cloud of energy, which across all these fucking great scales of the cosmos collects into these little self-repeating patterns of information from fucking galaxies down to solar systems to suns and planets down back through the trees down to the mice to the crabs and there. Whoa! fucking sitting there imagining itself to be the crown of this entire fucking chain of being sits little man, little petulant man stroking his lash, forging the Marses to the crosses. There kneels beautiful little Mary in prayer, praying to this paltry image of a God, which is so inadequate before this vast incomprehensible force that's inside all of that, this great nature or beautiful chaos that's existence. <laughs> This song what is you that. Put on his shoulder. <laughs> this so there it is. The little crab. I'm sorry. You guys that can't Matthew see it. Put a crab. He put a crab on his shoulder. I'm sorry. So I, I'm sorry. I ruined it. All right. The voice. On. That's all right. The voice in this song, Rob's voice, which is so fucking powerful, is ancient beyond measure. It's vast beyond mm. measure, and yet it makes reference to itself through these smallest and most reviled of creatures, these mice, these crabs at the bottom, the scurriers, the, the scavengers. Mm -hmm. It's sort of the, the flaming sword version of the meek shall inherit the earth. It's like this raw, naked power coming through the smallest of these things. It's, it's this incomprehensible force that existed before we did, will exist after we do, and that we're just this small, tiny little part. But it keeps talking about how fucking important we think we are and how, mm -hmm. how much we think we understand shit. And that's why it's the perfect, I mean, I'll, I'll reference this for the second song. It's a perfect pairing in a way to mm. zero plus two. I have um, trouble distinguishing it's up, them. It's, I know it sets up our self-importance as the height of absurdity. Uh, these lines, you broke me, but I lived. And before you, the surface broke under the depths, the, the sense that, we keep piercing and digging and trying to conquer the earth. But in the end, none of that matters. It's the earth, mm. this, this huge force, this force greater than the earth, I think. Like, it'll just remain after we're gone. It is the last. And this line, you know, the last but not the last, it really plays with that. It's really interesting. I, you know, I'm the last but not the last. Just like they do in the river when we get to that song someday. And the, and the way that they play with that word, river, and what it means this word last means so many things, right? It's the last, the thing at the end, 
It's the mm-hmm. last. It's the last, meaning the thing that lasts, the thing that that, that endures, that stays, that is always there. And to say last but not the last is kind of like, I'm the thing that's going to last, but I'm not the least. I may be the last. I may be the last thing, but I'm not the least. I'm not the smallest. I'm fucking the end and the beginning on the alpha and the omega. Jeez. There are so many fucking lines in this. That that line, I am the end of Oak and you, which you've got to read the lyric sheet to know that he's talking Y-E-W, the U tree, like Oak and the U tree of God and death and you. So he's rhyming two versions of you that are two different words. Oh, wow. It's just a fucking masterpiece. This song's a masterpiece. The it way, is. musically, the way, the, 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 the trade-off of these quieter, groovy fucking moments into the blasts of heat that are coming from Rob and the heat of the guitar, which is just this manic fucking, uh, 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 grind and 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 texture underneath that baseline. The drums, which are powerful, and just Rob's delivery. This is one of those songs where I feel like he is channeling something yes. other. He is channeling that force. He is in touch with that force. And this is the the emotional core of that part of No Means No for me. This is where Rob, I think, in, in any way, in this strain, which is something that I think comes through in a lot of songs, where it reaches this emotional core. And Rob hits on something that's greater than him. It's greater than the band. Something shined through in this song that was greater than the sum of its parts, as often happens yeah. with their music. But this song really speaks to me on that fucking level. Um, and that musical break at the end, you know, they do that often. That's one of their that's one of their things. And it's so brilliant in this. Andy's guitar work in this song is mm. fucking amazing. In that when he gets quiet and he starts playing those. He starts playing the notes above the yep. fret, above the, the, the fretboard. It's nut, so yep. gorgeous. And the, the patterns and rhythms he does and the way that it just fucking explodes. This was the song back in college that whenever we'd have parties over at my house, I would turn off the lights and say, I'm sorry, you got to fucking listen to the song. We'd all be high as shit. I'd turn up the stereo like past <laughs> where it could go. And I'd say, you've got to fucking listen to this. This was my, there's, there's two things I proselytize. I have proselytized in my life. The Book of the New Sun, which is a book by Gene Wolfe. And if you've never read that, fucking read it. It's the most towering work of genius I've ever read. And of course, no means no, but through this song. I think I've tried to make more people listen to this song than any other song in my life because it it sparks that part of me. It sparks that part that that feels alive, that feels that life behind the world and the absurdity of how we think we fucking know anything about it. And yet it's not nihilistic to me. This is not a song about nihilism, as neither is zero plus two. To me, this is a song about trying to really approach and confront and look at the vast mystery and energy that's out there that's very real, but we can't know it, not in the ways that we think. It's not saying there's nothing there. This is saying there's a vast, incomprehensible, just force of fucking life that you better pray to, because that's what's really... Or that that's what's deserving of your prayer. Not these little fucking stones or these little fucking crosses. It's that power and that voice that's eaten by the fucking crabs and delivered to you by the fucking mice. And I will love this song until the day I die. This yeah, song will. is, has been at times, I can't say it is now because I don't know what my number one song is, but this has often been my number one song for Sure. 
Okay, I probably have a million more fucking things I want to say about it, but that's it. All right, Michelle. I want to play The Price is Right for you now. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, honey. We had we had the... crab shoulder instead. <laughs> I'm sorry I interrupted Matthew. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> is, he gonna, is that a glow in the dark it's not, crab? It's not your fault. It's his fault. <laughs> it all right. It looks like a glow in the dark crab. <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> Michelle, you're up. All right. The beginning when John counts this off. Oh, God. Prepare to crap. I'm going to come right out and say this. The reason this song kills, the reason this song kills, people, is how they hone in on a half step that starts the measure. Bam, bam. The song seems to be an eight, and the half step is the one and two. Now, I'm, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to say it wrong. I, 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 I wrote out one through eight, and I circled where they put the, the notes that they played. This half step, the bam, and then they, they funk it up. Matthew, put down that fucking crap. <laughs> fucking crap. Like, trying to talk like, here. I'm trying to talk <laughs> about funk. Yeah, that you know how it feels. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about funk. Sorry, that I have first crabs. Line, it's, it, Matthew yeah, has Matthew crabs. Has crabs. Yeah. This song, okay, okay. It's the first two notes they play that build this whole masterpiece. Yes. Then they use the same idea cut the funk out and insert this unconquerable thunder that continually lands back into the half step. I know I constantly talk about half steps and tritones, but they are crucial in getting the vibe of unease and suspense. Fuck the lyrics. I got my own right here with this. This, the, the, the songwriting are my lyrics or is my lyrics, whatever the fuck how you say with a verb is the songwriting is my lyrics. The way they marry the composition with a passionate, painful message is art. And I'd be hard pressed to find another song of theirs that does this so well. I'd love to hear the history of this one. Perhaps you just mentioned all of it, Jordan. Someone, to me, it sounds like somebody hurt Rob. And I'm gonna call the Royal Mounted Canadian Police and he's going to rip his heart out and tell you all about it. And he literally sounds like it. This song is a fucking masterpiece. And it's the best, I underlined this whole sentence, it's the best belted out song Rob sings. This song, yeah. Yeah. yep, this song is why they made volume knobs. <laughs> and it's a pinnacle piece of perfection. But please, people, please, that half step, that it sucks you in. They play some funk, and You're then so when right. he does when he does the thing, they go back to You're that. So fuck right. you! It's the root. Fuck you! It's, it's the root. The, it, it, it's the root. It's the fuck riff. A. It's it's funk, and then it's just this mountainous thing that lands back on the. That's why the song fucking kills. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. You're so fucking right. Yep. And you're totally right too about too. Rob's belting it out. That's, oh my I god! Mean, it's it's I I think it's his best piece that he sings. It, it's like heart ripping out music. This is it. This is right it. Up there. Yeah, like I said, he channeled it from another dimension. Anyway, all yep. right, all right, Matthew, what do you what do you got for us? I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing your take. I on don't this. I don't know uh, anything about the Wright brothers' um, religious history. Um, you know, they're Scottish, right? 
Presbyterian. Well, or that's not religion. That's a fucking. No, 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 no. Did but you say Scottish. Yeah, but the <laughs> state religion of Scotland is Presbyterianism, which is just like one step off. Of oh, see, I don't know Catholicism, that. right? So I, I wonder whether yeah. there is Catholicism in their in the background that they then rejected. Uh, whether they were like made to go to church as as little boys or something like that, because this this really does seem to me be a um, a rejection of dogma. Um, then that is, I mean, Mary, such a, a a Catholic theme, and I often, I I very rarely will just call it Mary, Mary the last. So the actual title is Mary the last in parentheses, um, right? And, which right. I think is actually very powerful and evocative. Um, like what? There we go. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I wanted to do it off the side. I don't want to interrupt. No, no, no. no that's your, that's your version Guinness of the crab. That's, that's exactly. your version of the crab. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah got I got crabs. We I've all got, got it. Guinness crabs. No, Matthew right, got continue. crab. There's but, so yeah. many fascinating ideas in this, uh, and I got pretty deep into um, all the religious uh, imagery that's in this song and the one that it's going up against to the extent that I'm actually having a little bit of trouble distinguishing the thinking I did in one as opposed to the other. Um mm. For, for me, I mean, it's such a, a claustrophobic feeling. Like he, he's he's alone. My mind is buried at the bottom of the sea. Um, my voice is eaten by the crabs and the mice. They're, um, yeah, scavengers, as you said. Uh, made me think of a, a conversation I had with a, a First Nations uh, gentleman many, many years ago. Um, they were talking about mythology, and I believe he was from the west coast of Vancouver Island. He was a Chinook uh, guy. And I was familiar with some of their myths that I'd been read to as a kid. I was curious how there are certain animals that don't appear in the myths or in the art too much. And I remember asking him, well, one crabs, like how come crabs don't show up? And he's like, we didn't eat them because they uh, eat the dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the Bible was shrimp. Apparently you can't eat shrimp. Or in the lobsters. Bible, whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah, because yeah, the yeah. bottom feeders. Same thing, crabs, yeah, yep. bottom feeders, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. But um, I think during this entire album, I think, um, Rob must have been thinking a lot about this religious mythology, and like maybe numerology and the Kabbalah, because um, n- naming is so important, and numbers and names. Um, I think if I am a number, if I am a word, the mice that crawl on me know this word. Know this word. Um, and that sort of made me think about, um, I don't know, the, the the word muscle actually comes from Latin musculus, which means little mouse. I guess I guess it reminds them Whoa. of little mice crawling around under the skin. So, you know, maybe, you know, the mice know the word. And then I'm like, well, what has a word on it? Um, the golem um, mm. created from clay. Um, Wait, isn't that the guy that's in the uh, no no Lord this of is the, the Rings? It's, it, that well yes that's Gollum. Gollum is a Jewish from Jewish mysticism. It's a being created oh, of clay. That's, that's right, made of clay, oh, carved on their forehead and their. Oh, and it actually okay. appears. It actually appears in the Christian Bible as well. Uh, an unformed mm. material is the Gollum, and that's like before um, man was formed from dust. Um, mm. So I started thinking about this, you know, before the first word and after the last, uh, and through so many religions, I mean, you said the Alpha and the Omega, that's a synonym for Jesus, all that can be. Um, but before the first and after the last, that's outside of that, outside of everything that can be, and everything and nothing. It's such a no means no theme. Um, in Arabic, uh, Al-Awal, the first, Al-Achir, the last, and then um, Emet. Whoa in uh hebrew the f- is formed from the first middle and last letters in the hebrew alphabet and that is the word that they put on the golem to animate him 
It's the name of God, and it actually means truth. What the fuck? And so I was thinking, you know, the, the mice that crawl on me know this word. I'm this animated nothing. Holy shit. You think that's what he was doing? And then in the the mythology of the golem, they take take one of the letters away, and it makes the word for death or dead. And so this this word you're animated by naming and naming is so important in christianity and we'll talk a little bit in zero plus two equals one about uh what rob thinks about applying names and numbers to things (laughs) and (laughs) how useful that is um so anyway uh, mary before you named me before you broke me um so much stuff i'm the end of oak and you again with the fucking letters oak and you are important trees in um, Druidic Celtic mythology, and every yep. letter in the in the Oam alphabet ha- is named after a tree. Um, so the end of Oak and you, and you uh, signified the the winter solstice and Oak the summer solstice. Yeah, right. So exactly. again, Fuck. the 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 end of the, the old, well, also the end of the old religion, yeah. and so Mary. Yeah. And the cult of Mary and Christianity supplanting all these older religions. I'm the last, which also means the most recent, right? Right. But not the last, because there will be more of these that come and supplant this, supplant you. Um, Yeah, God and death and you, I am the last. I found it pretty interesting before the surface broke and then you broke me when you broke the surface. When the surface broke, that implies that the ground is cracking open and you're falling in. But when you broke the surface, you're coming up from the depths. Mm. So one is down and one is up. Um, what I got here? Oh, another uh, is a Christ is golem, uh, perfectly obedient. And another word... <laughs> which I'm sure Rob wasn't thinking, which I found kind of interesting of a last. Um, a last is um, it, it's the, the fake foot that they use. Shoemakers f- form um, the leather around to make a shoe. So if the shoe fits, you know, it's, it's, hey, it's an, what an, the fuck? an unyielding material is bent around the last, just like a cult or a religion bends somebody around it to like, an unyielding substance into something compliant, something um, obedient and perfect. Um, anyway, I haven't even talked about the <laughs> music. Let's say uh, we broke me, but I live without end under stones and crosses is like uh, something that is um, outside of life. And, uh, you know, he's at the bottom of the sea being consumed by mice and crabs. Um, so that's, all that's left for what comes next. Mm. Hmm. What else have There's I got? There's no shame in that. <clears throat> right. Uh, musically, I've, I love the contrast of the funk and the wacka wacka pits bits at the Damn beginning, that. which kind of belies the extremely heavy. It's just, which is so relentless and so, um, it really does feel like uh, you're being buried under the repeated bar. Oh, God, it's so the music's so good. So fucking good. It's so incredible. Um, and then the quiet part where he's just whispering. You know, so intimate. Crabs crawl on me. The mice crawl on me. Crawl on me. Yeah. And then comes back and he's crying out, Mary, like plaintively. And uh, 
uh, Andy's playing on the, the, the little plucky plucky strings. One interesting thing where um, he repeats it twice, wrecked and lost is what it says in the lyric sheet. But, but it sounds like last. It does sound like last. Wrecked yeah. and last. I've always thought like, that too. Again, a sunken ship, uh, maybe more yeah. nautical imagery. Um, I love the old, the open string in the final um, final chorus. Like, doo, 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 doo. it really rings out. And yeah, Rob's screaming. Yeah, yeah. The stark squawk, squawk right at the end. Anyway. Um, fantastic song. Also one of my favorites. Um, I've never spent that much time um, kind of dissecting it. I probably haven't come anywhere close to what it actually means but uh such an incredible song and such a powerful song to be buffeted by um so definitely one of the ones that uh i don't know if it rises to first for me but it's definitely one of the ones that i've used to introduce people to the band yeah yeah great there we go all right well fuck i guess i wish we had a palate cleanser for you all but we're just about to go deep we're about to go right back into the fucking well let's uh let the professor write the equation on the board and hear a little bit of that zero plus two equals one Crunchies down, no fucking shoulder crabs. I'm about to head out. Um, all right, so Mary for me is is a real um, visceral, emotional song about all of those themes. And, Matt, and I think Matthew, you, you there was so much fucking great shit you pulled out of that one. Zero plus two equals one has so many of the same themes in, in many ways. Uh, it's a much more intellectual song to me. It still hits me viscerally, but in a different way. It's it's kind of like if Mary is the sound of that voice tearing through the sky, giving me this message, this is like the grimoire dedicated to the worship of that power. <laughs> like it's, it's me cracking open the book and reading the verses dedicated to that power. Um, this song is probably, for me, the top of Rob's lyric game. It's another one that just seems holy from another place and 
the subtlety with which he crafts the poetry in this is astounding. It's astounding. You could take any two of these lines and write a, a 40, 40 page essay at the least on to unpack it. Like there's zero way I'm going to be able to unpack this song because every fucking stanza is gorgeous. And there's this thing that, that I find in the lyrics. And again, probably not intentional, but in terms of the pattern of it, where you get these pairs of lines that are really tightly referenced, but then the second in the pair directly references the third line, creating a new pair. And then that one references the next line, which creates a new pair. And it's like this stair step of meaning. fucking painting. It's this stair step of meaning that evolves it around a central theme in this way that's just incredibly erudite. Are you saying the uh, events and, are the same in a different shape? Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. And so, <laughs> you know, there's there's a couple, like, Rub does this in every fucking line, but a couple that I want to point out, I'm sure Matthew will, will go a lot more in depth on some of these lines, but a couple that yeah, I want to I point won't. out in terms, in terms of the subtlety of Rob's brilliance in these. Little things that he takes religious or, or, or even just common sense wisdom but adds in one phrase or adds in an S or, or rearranges it a little bit and deepens the meaning uh, inexplicably. So one of the lines that's, that sticks with me over and over and over is count on your fingers. It's the rule of the thumb. Just put in, he just put in the word the right rule of thumb. We all know that, but to put in count on your fingers, it's the rule of the thumb. thumb. This, this, stupid fucking monkey using his fingers to make sense of the word the the thumb being our distinguishing feature that allows us to make tools this absurdity of our ability to this is absurdity to make uh, to hold yeah right to fucking hold the beer the absurdity of being able to count num again here come numbers right counting uh uh and 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 how we think we rule because of our ability to be on top of the world with tool use there's just layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of meaning in this one fucking little phrase and how it's paired with everything that goes around it. And, and the, the lines question, the answers stir the solutions in the end for light. You must burn your conclusions. I mean, tattoo that on my fucking back. Yeah. Do it. That's that line is, is gorgeous. And every single line of this song could be a tattoo. Every single line. Well, I'm like it was with that one guy, right? It was that one guy did it from England there. The guy. Yeah. I mean, Again, like I, I, am not going to because I, can, I'm not going to because I can't because it would. I, I didn't have the time, and I would seriously be like a four-hour podcast for me to talk about every line in this song. But I have thought about every line in this song, and I, mm-hmm. if you have, if you're listening to this and you haven't before, this is one of those songs I really recommend. Sit down with the fucking lyrics and just attend. Don't let this be one of the songs where the music just rolls over and you're like. Fucking listen to that music. No, attend to what Rob is saying. Now, now, it wait is, a minute. Now, it's it's well, we're gonna. <laughs> no. That's good. I'm not saying no, I'm just, I'm just but, kidding. But I'm do, kidding. but even you do it. Fucking sit down with the lyric sheet. And hey, I wrote down some lyrics. I got this about is, three of them to tell you. This is an absolute masterclass in 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 communicating obliquely a beautiful sense of the absurdity of of existence. It is. And I find myself, and I think this is the beautiful irony of this song, throwing meaning into it in such a complicated way in a song that is pointing out the absurdity of throwing meaning into things, right? Like I, 
I'm trapped in the absurdity of what he's telling me not to be trapped in. I'm I'm counting the number of angels on the head of the fucking pin in a song that's saying, don't fucking do that. You can't. It's useless. Don't turn away. It's not, that's not what you should be doing. But I do it mm. anyway. I can't help it. The song draws mm. me in. I mean, the 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 title itself on one level is just absurdity, right? It's an absurd right, statement. Exactly. Zero plus yep. two does not equal one. But does the void plus a binary give you unity? Yes, that's a common mystical uh, equation. That's that's at the heart of most mysticism. That is a authentic statement at the heart of Sufism, at the heart of esoteric Christianity. This is a real sentiment. The fact that the void plus duality gives you unity. That's a real thing. Zero plus two equals one. But it's also absurd. And at the end, the events are the same in a different chain. One minus two equals, equals nothing. nothing. And that is, that's what you get if you subtract in the mathematical way two from the both sides of the equation. That's exactly what you get. That's a real mathematical statement. There are five events in that chain. There are five logical events in zero plus two equals one. It's a song in five, four time. Yeah, it is. Sake, You're fucking right? A right like, it is. There's yes. nothing about this song that isn't holographically broadcasting the message that at once pulls you in to want to fucking understand it. And then the closer you get to the understanding, what it's showing you is you can't fucking understand anything. That is not what you'll be able to do. The closer you look at it, the more I'm going to push you away. The closer you get to figuring this out, what's there to figure out? You can't figure it fucking out. The, the baseline is there, the chaos behind the universe is too vast for you to understand. It doesn't mean to me that there's not something beautiful and vast there. This is to me, this is another one of those songs like Mary that it's not a song about nihilism to me, right? From my interpretation, it's a song about our incapacity as what we are to ever comprehend the vastness of the world around us, the vastness of this moment I sit in front. It's too big. And any, any of my attempts to sit there and count on my thumb are going to be too fucking paltry, too small, too little apes afraid of the dark to really matter. And he is a... He's put himself in the league of the best poets in my mm-hmm, esteem mm-hmm. in the way that he communicates that idea line by line by line by line in this. And again, I could sit here and pull up my lyric sheet and try to fucking go through every line. And I have ideas about all of them because I've sat there and thought about it before. But really, to me, what's gorgeous about this song is how he every fucking time sucks me in in a song that is so intricate and so full of meaning, but right there on the other side of it is him saying, yeah, and you can't fucking understand it. That's that's the secret, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> Keep trying, or because you can't fucking help it, because you're one of those fucking people sitting around the campfire. But what at the end of the day... What fucking band does this? What no, fucking no, band, no band does this? No band. And, no, and, they and, don't. And, and musically, and again, I'm already feeling like, fuck, there's just, I, 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 I'm going to have to stop because I just fucking hate talking about it because I love it so much. You but need this to do gotta, a dissertation. This a has got to be, this has got to be the best song in five, four that any band has ever made in the world. 
the sick that cyclical badass bass line, with the snarling, grinding guitars under it that are just coming in from somewhere else. The otherworldly drums, again, one of those songs where the the musicianship echoes the meaning in a way that's completely intractable. And please, for the love of God, go and listen to the song right now with headphones, please, because the production in this is so layered. You will never get to the bottom of it. There are little exclamations and little sounds and little voices and little tweaks and little twangs and little crunches so deeply buried. I heard some of them for the first time listening to this this time around there was shit that I'm like, fuck, I'd never heard that before. There's so many layers down there. It goes so deep again, just like the fucking meaning, even the production of the song is, is, is reflecting the, the purpose of it. This is a absolute masterpiece in the history of songwriting. Fucking fight me. If yes. you don't agree, no, this I'm not. song I won't. is a absolute no. pinnacle. It also deserves to be, at the end of this podcast and fuck you for us having to vote one of these <laughs> off because both of these <laughs> songs, <Fuck you. laughs> both of these songs, I'm, I'm basically saying that to myself. Both of these songs deserve yeah, to go better. to the end. Um, they do. They do. I mean, listen, man, I, I, I could talk forever. I'm going to stop and I'm sure I'm going to say like, I'm going to be listening to what Matthew's saying. Like, Oh fucking yeah, that's, I wanted to say that, but I'm going to let him speak. But first Michelle. No. What have you got to say for yourself? This is one of the... Fuck. Well, you stole my thunder about how the song was in five. But but that needs to be said, because that's cool. They don't do many songs in odd time signatures, even though people think they do. Add to that, the song in five. Add to that a gnarly, angsty, woven notes that turn into this tumor of gloom. This song is a churning blob that changes colors and and is intriguing <laughs> as hell. A few lines I remember. I'm going to quote some. I I pay attention to the lyrics somewhat in this one. The hoot of an owl and the dreams of a mouse. Ugh. That's one I know. Nonsense is better than no sense at all. It was on that guy from England's uh, tattoo, the guy. I forgot his name. Uh, then uh, a child needs a name like a corpse needs a Paul. So fucking good. That line, the fucking line. A child so needs good. a name like a corpse needs a Paul. So many binaries. I don't in even the song know what the fuck that means, but I just, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Rob oh. is doing the Sprakensy Deutsch or the Sprakensy. Where, where's your thing, Matthew? Get the get the machine out. <laughs> the yeah, this is the height of it, right? Too late. Yeah. Where's the machine there? The Sprakensy. Don't have it handy. Get it, get it. Well, get it handy. Andy stirs up the sludge with some excellent guitar work, and I don't recall if he uses a whammy bar. I think it may be all with his fingers with pitch bending. Matthew adores John's faraway hoots, and this song is loaded with them. This is the most hoots of John in the background. He's completely mesmerized. He's just out of his mind, John is, and he's just hooting it. He's He's in the fucking zone, man. He is in the zone. He's not even thinking about it, and he's just like, Feeling the work, feeling the music and the art, and he's hooting. It's almost like their official warm-up song with how fucked up it is and how it forces them to face the kind of music that they make. It's a snake in a simmering cesspool of sludge. And the ending, 
the ending of this that goes into the valley of the blind. See, I didn't oh, even fucking talk about fuck. that. I had it in my notes. Didn't oh, even fucking talk about it. Now, God damn it! I'll say it for you, motherfucker. So good. How this goes into that is just like your your neck's just like what the fuck? So good. The Jesus fuck? Christ. Oh, oh, that's how I ended my notes. It's good. I listen. This is oh. totally. This is totally off our normal pattern, <laughs> and I don't <laughs> need to do this. Got but the thing. I heard the lady do it. This, this, yeah, nice. Spray skazonged it. The spray skazong. One of the things you pointed out that I'd meant to talk about, I'm just going to briefly yeah. say it because I know this is fucking Oscar. It's not my turn. I'm totally cheating. But eh, there's, so, there's so many beautiful binaries in this song that are just set up and destroyed. Yes and no, like day and night. One breaks as the other is yeah, falling. Yeah, yeah. Nonsense is better than no sense at all. Truths that are by which all, the, by which all the lies are founded. Are founded or all of these founded, fucking founded. binaries that he sets up and then just breaks them, just subverts them. Like a corpse them needs show, a ball. Exactly. To show the... To show the to show what's behind them. You set them up to, to show what's behind them. Anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back off. Matthew, I think we're I all going to need, I, I'm telling you, I th- we're going to need Matthew's washer for this. Seriously. This one here. This is the worst ever. These yeah. these two. Yeah. The worst. All right. Did you guys want to take a break? No. Nope. <laughs> uh, <we're, all> right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> all right, Matthew. Yeah. Like I say, I think, um, this whole, especially this side of the, the album is uh, maybe the whole album is really informed by whatever the hell Rob was reading at the time. And I, I have a feeling it had to do with a lot of uh, mysticism, um, maybe interest in the Kabbalah, uh, that sort of thing. And then the, um, I don't know. I mean, which is uh, nothing from something. If nothing is something, um, while I was looking up all that other shit about um, the, the Aleph and um the, the end and the beginning sort of stuff. Um, there's a couple of uh, phrases. Uh, I think they're from the Torah. Yeshne, yeshme, um, ayin and ayin, you know, yesh, something from nothing, nothing from something, depending on the perspective of whether you are God or whether you are created by God. Um, and again, um, this song is about the ineffability of understanding um, and to apply all of these numbers and names to things is pointless. Um, it's a lot of different thoughts, uh, really, really great lines. He says, um, haloed with snakes. And then maybe it's just a halo of hissing snakes. What do you guys think snakes. of when you think of a halo of snakes? Who do you think? Of? I, I think of a halo of snakes. Yeah. The Medusa. All right. Ah. Do you not? So from Greek mythology, the Medusa Halo was a, a gorgon, a, a demigod, that um, basically a monster. Um, and to stare into her face would tilt you turn to stone. You turn to stone. Yeah. Yep. So how did uh, I've sort of thought of like the, the Medusa is a little bit like don't don't stare it in the face. It's a little bit like that. Uh, um, Nietzsche quote, you know, the, the, the abyss also yep, gazes into you. It's like back into you. That, that maybe the Medusa could be used as sort of a metaphor for scientific <laughs> determinism or nihilism. Like, don't look at too close because it's very depressing. It's totally not understandable. Um, but I found it interesting when I thought about the, and then thanks to my dad, uh, my, my, my wonderful late father, dead, who used to um, read to me uh, uh, stories from Greek mythology. Um, do you guys remember how the, how, uh, the Medusa was or Medusa was killed. 
Yeah, Perseus has the polished shield of silver that he uses the reflection <laughs> to look into. Uh, <laughs> I am so ignorant. So, I don't know shit. You know, uh, and and I like that in, inversion of zero plus two equals one, and at the end, uh, one minus two equals. So oh! to, to, to kill the halo of hissing snakes, he shows us its reflection, and then one minus two equals nothing. I just I I've never put those two together like that. And then um, uh, oh. Perseus actually like carried the the head around with him this halo mm-hmm. of hissing snakes to, to as a weapon to kill people with and then ultimately he gave it to athena the goddess of wisdom to put on her shield so like this whole idea that um the the worship of knowledge and the worship of these numbers and names and everything like that and then it was like codified and then used as a weapon and then used as you know a symbol of wisdom um and that all of that is pointless. Um, so God again, damn. yeah, it sort of undoes all this, all this sort of stuff. Um, I did want to bring up the folk etymology of the the rule of thumb was the thickness of the stick you were permitted to legally beat your wipe with, um, right. which I don't what? know whether it's totally true. But I liked your thing about the rule of the thumb, where that clever little digit of clever monkeys causes all the these problems. Mm-hmm. Um, that the pursuit of of answers, definitive answers, is again pointless. There's always an ineffability. Um, the hoot of an owl and dreams of the mouse. Uh, it's oh. unknowable. Just you are suddenly mouse. cease to exist in yep. a vi- violent way. Um, in some, the dreams, something of the out mouse, there. You can't. Like, like the mouse wants to die. Can the mouse even conceive of that owl? Probably not. Probably not. It just arrives soundlessly, and mm-hmm. the mouse ceases I- to be. And it's as, it's linked right next to the mouth to the breast, right? It's linked right yeah. next to something like that's nourishing, death and life, like right next to each other in these visceral but also, moments. The um that that's again the the beginning and the end. Like the mouth yeah. to the breast is like the beginning of the baby. Is the birth. axe to a tree is the death of the tree. Hey! And yet oh. both yeah. are both are nourishing, exactly. right? Um, again, those one binaries. Is, one is right incredibly tender, and the other is incredibly violent. Um, Fuck. I really love the, I never thought of this before thinking about this as well, but I mean, obviously um, such a a horrible idea at the end for light, you must burn your conclusions, but also stir the solutions, right? Like not, not just like you put the salt into the water and the salt answers, stir up the answers, question the answers. Yeah. But also by stirring that solution, you make it homogeneous and make it indistinguishable. Holy shit. This song is the motherfucker. No, yeah. every line has like 20,000 meanings. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Ch- child needs a name like a corpse needs a pall. The pall is... Oh, the, that, is, that is amazing. Is, the, is, a, is a cover on a casket. Does the dead person need that? No. So does the baby need a name? Maybe not no. either. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. pointless. Yeah. Um, They're both just as pointless. The begin- and again, the beginning and the fuck. end. The baby and death, right? Yeah. Fuck. And for, for me, like, um, because of the pounding and the choked symbol um the, oh. the like the murder is done the temple mm. is founded. founded when the current is grounded its circuitry hums and then going back to this idea hums. of you know the frankenstein or maybe the golem i was talking about before ai right the worship of computing technology this is the fucking terrible machine again you know the worship of this technology we, end the podcast. we gotta uh, end this podcast right now <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a very, very difficult and powerful one. It's like the sound effects 
in this song, like so many growls and snarls oh, and banging and like, I don't so know, t- tearing. And then that, yeah. whoom, the, um, that sort of sound, like this counts a couple times in happens a couple times in the song. Other world. There's a car crashes. There's like, um, right. Know, there is. Yeah. Yeah. Right at the beginning. There's a little ding. <laughs> Do you remember that bit right at the beginning? Listen, no. Listen no. for that pleasant little ding. I'm gonna listen next time. I'm yeah. a ding here. I want to hear this ding. Yeah, not the equation. I don't think. I don't think you can. Sun loving apes. Sun loving apes. The so, prayers yeah, for the, the dead apes. of the worlds that to come. Um, yeah, they, they're making up all these equations. That's their prayers. That's their uh, attempts at understanding everything. And it's for, um, for some hope of something better, something understanding that will come in the future. And it's pointless. Um, and then, of course, zero plus two equals one. Zero plus two equals one. It's, it's a religious chant again. It's it's them repeating it. This the sun loving apes. <laughs> They're pointless, nonsensical equation that's going to help them understand everything. Anyway, the baseline is chewing on you and worrying at your bones. Oh! Um, and yeah, this this song basically wants to kill you, or maybe just will kill you. It'll roll over you and not even recognize that you existed <laughs> right so yeah these that's... two songs oh my god these two songs i know i know i know i mean this shit. is like to me the void is the, the vote encompasses void. this band for the everything they pointless. are the vote on this is pointless everybody because well, i don't think we deserve. should vote i don't think we should vote we have Maybe to we this, let is, people this is no. this is the game the events no. are the same for the different game and the stupid podcast and they're fucking idiots um and I got to go first. So oh. I, it, I want to say at the heart, it doesn't matter what I vote for because both of these songs are absolute masterpieces in any genre of any artist of any period. These are two of the songs that rise above everything to me, mm-hmm. all, all music in my experience. These are songs that they're just untouchable. So my vote means nothing. It's as meaningless as the void being pointed to in both of these songs. So I've got to use my own. just doing this for Edmund entertainment purposes. I've got to use my own momentary subjective subjectivity and just say, okay, I, I, this is really one of those moments where I can't be objective about it. I've got to just say right now, what, what do I want to vote through? And while I do, while I do consider myself brain centered in many ways, I'm also someone who, who uh, is in music very moved by that music, which touches my heart a lot. And yes. both of these songs do that, but Mary touches my heart in a different way. It, it, it gets to a level of my guts in a way that zero plus two gets to my mind. And I think both of those are things I celebrate, but at this moment sitting in this chair, it's Mary that I want to send through, but that's not because I think it's better than zero plus two equals one. It's not. Exactly. They're they're right. of a they're of a piece to me, and that's why, mm-hmm. in in a certain way, I'm. It's gorgeously perfect that these two songs, out of all the fucking songs we wanted to put up against each other, came up. They're thematically linked. They're linked on the album. They have uh-huh, a uh-huh. they have the same tone. Matthew, something that you mentioned that I've always thought too. Rob was into something very specific. <laughs> On this album, he was into something deep. And these two songs are such gorgeous statements of that. 
But anyway, I've, I've spoken too long. Mary is who I'm voting for today. Michelle. For somebody who doesn't pay attention too much to the lyrics and very much pays attention to the music, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I don't even know half the shit that they're saying in the lyrics. Like some of them come out to me that I mentioned in my notes, but these are epic pieces of music. This is a really hard decision for me to make. I I did circle one as my answer, but um, this band is mammoth. They have a lot to say, even if you don't pay attention to what they're saying. My vote is for Mary. All right. Well, wow. Matthew, where's your, uh, where do you land? I was trying so hard to find some way to dis- disqualify one of these because I was not sure. Like, and um, zero, zero plus two equals one because of the way it ends. One minus two, two. Equals, equals, and it because it's so nothing, 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 nothing. It's so connected to the next song zero. that. I thought that because it's oh. so connected to the next song that maybe it doesn't stand on its own quite as well as Mary does. But then I, I listened to it just by itself and one minus two equals. equals. And that's yeah. just as good. Exactly. It's exactly. just as good. It's just yeah. as good. Yeah. So I think because of kind of what you said, I mean, Michelle, you said that, uh, Zero plus equals one is like it's it's a big blob changing colors and shit like that. Like oh my that, God, it, is. it is a shoggoth of a song. It's an iridescent, multi-eyed monster of a song. Yep. Uh, yep. With you know all sorts of limbs and sensing organs, um, <clears throat> but it is not a pretty song. It's beautiful in its way, but it's a scary song. And Mary is scary in a different way. But I think that Mary is a more beautiful song. And I think I have to give it to Mary the last oh! by a fucking eyelash, by, by a, a fucking eyelash, eyelash. Yeah. by the oh. by by the hoot of an owl and the dreams of a mouse. That yeah, one's yeah, yeah. by. Yeah. Fuck, man. Needs a Paul. And you know what? Anybody out there, if you're screaming into your mic about this, I don't blame you. Like I'm screaming at myself in a way. I listen, we know we all know we've talked about this before. There's gonna be sort of sort of people's choice where shit comes back in. There's no doubt to me that this has gotta be one of the songs that ends back up in the mix. And fucking if none of you vote for it or whatever mechanism we've made doesn't bring it back in, I'll probably bend the rules of time and space and bring it back in myself. You, you know, gotta. more than I know I know our listeners pretty well by this point and like the Snow Me So fans in general, and you know, people genuinely like the podcast and everything like that. And I'm sure it's people have been genuinely upset, generally disappointed, generally like disagreeing with us but i think this pairing maybe more than any other one they're probably just fucking sympathetic yeah because <laughs> that wasn't fucking yeah. easy no. no no this is and this is a, probably a good, the hardest one we've ever done a yep. good reminder in the very spirit of the songs that we just went through it's fucking meaningless what the fuck does it matter right like our votes no, mean nothing just, so who right, the fuck cares you're, you're still allowed think, to listen to them <laughs> i think more importantly <laughs> What I would, what I would, exactly. What I would hope, no, actually, what you guys don't know yet, I'm, I, 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 I this, I'm gonna take this chance to announce it. Alternative Tentacles got in touch with me, and they agreed <laughs> that the, that only the song that we vote as the number one song is the one that's gonna end up on Spotify and right, get a vinyl. Right, okay. So, Baldwing, it's Baldwing, Baldwing, it's Baldwing. Yes. 
Um, yeah. it's, if it's fucking Baldwing, I am going to hunt both you down and kill you. So that's a good song. But what I want, but what I would like Don't. to say is that hopefully, what all of you took away from this is how much affection we felt for those two beautiful masterpieces, regardless exactly. of which one we voted through. I didn't expect exactly. this to be unanimous. I'm kind of glad because that has been like my Michelle knows. She assumed this was my number one song. It's kind of not. Yep. We'll get to that someday. But, um, but holy fuck, holy <laughs> fuck. It's I one of those really ones where I, this was I didn't your know. favorite song. I didn't it know until, but it's not yeah. anymore. It's not anymore. Whoa! But we'll get there. Hopefully, not on this poll, but we'll see. Um, it's hard to have shit. a favorite song with this band. It really is. This podcast is teaching. I them. made They're, the hard decision to have one, and they, uh, I still stick with it. Yep. There are big songs that have, or there are songs that have come up in this podcast that I didn't give the credit they deserved, and they're now high in my. Tired of waiting list. kicks Mary's ass, and y'all know it. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to Andy's corrections after that. Um, I get to read Andy's corrections this time. We're going to talk about three songs. Oh, 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 wait. Jordan, we, oh, it's that got a, special time we're, of the we're, night. I guess we're doing a pee break at a different time. <laughs> Sorry. Matthew's going to go drain the snake. He's yeah. going to go choke He's going to drain my halo of hissing snakes. Because that's He's how many there are. It's hissing like pee on the pavement. Oh my God! Don't uh, choke the chicken. That's not what going to the bathroom means. Well, I don't know what he's doing out there. He says he's fucking pissing. Hey, he got so he, he got, could be. Uh, he got so turned on by those songs. He's just got to probably got to rub one out. Got to rub it out. Got to rub it out. <laughs> I'm hey, telling you. That, I'm t- hey, listen. Like I, said, I fucking loved to hear. I don't well, first pay of all, attention to lyrics. I don't pay attention to it all. But, but I you can't help it with this, right? Them. It comes through. No. But I loved yep. hearing what yep. you had to say musically about these songs because, like you've oh. pointed out, these are some of those songs where the structure of the music and the way they yep. play it is so in tune with what the they're lyrics. saying. It mm-hmm. marries it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I really can't think of other bands that do it that well. There just aren't. There are other bands where I feel like they do good job, but even like I've come to appreciate the way Rob's vocal delivery and Andy's vocal delivery. There's no one else that does it that way. Like there could be really good punk bands that are really good and intricate, but the singer is a singer and I can't connect with it because the singer's trying to sing. They're not doing what they're doing in this band. That was quick. What kind of piss was that? Were you like fucking beautiful one? Oh my God. I think I saw God. No, God doesn't exist. We just fucking determined that, Matthew. Do we have to go back and play this podcast for you? Come on. Your urine? Was there smoke coming out of the urine? It's a little chilly tonight. Yeah, it is chilly. Thank God. We just got a fucking giant storm here in the last couple of days. It was the most beautiful yeah, thing I've ever I'm seen. Yeah, I'm happy for you. All right. Although we're I don't gonna, want you to flood. We're gonna, I'm not going to skip it like I tried to last time because this is um, Oh, Andy's What key would you like this in? Any key. Give me, give, me a, give me a good one. Don't say... Okay. Hey, Andy. Andy's corrections. Here we go. Andy's got uh, go. comments on three songs for us today. So here about goes that. Andy. Self pity. Oh! Which is a nice, another good callback to our uh, recording today. So the Luke was well timed for us, man. Thank you, Luke. Self pity. In my top five, no means no song list. A good, trans- a good transition from the two-piece sound to the three-piece sound without things going all rock. Right. Some of my favorite Rob lyrics ever, too. Really, really basic, but saying a lot. Pre-hyperbole, no means no. The original recording with Rob's beautiful pre-nodes voice is the best version. As for huh. the guitar solo, it was always fun to do, particularly with the on-off foot switch. My own personal form of therapy. 
Funny, because I often hesitated to get too, too noisy on the guitar during my time in Infamous Scientist, but with No Means No, it just kind of came out naturally. Oh, God. The end of all things. Mm. Not sure exactly how Rob and I ended up switching instruments. Perhaps Rob was showing me the guitar part and I picked up the bass. We'd seen others do it, specifically the Gang of Four, and it seemed like a cool idea to shake things up. The recording also features Rob's old arctop guitar, archtop guitar. I remember being a little suspicious of the chorus. I was worried it was a bit too anthemic, a little too close to holding your big lighter up in the air rock. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, oh no, Bruno. So John, the best Hanson song that wasn't a Hanson song. Or was it? The subject of the song, as well as the cribbage references, has already been talked about at length, so not much to add here. It's kind of an oddball on wrong to me, but in the best possible way, I really like the fact that it's there. For a couple of minutes, all the angst and dread that permeates all the other songs on the album is gone, vanished. I can't imagine it being on Sex Matters small, small parts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, that's so great. I have to admit, mm-hmm. I never knew before he wrote this that end of all things, they'd switch instruments. They're both, he's so fucking good at the bass and Rob's so good at the guitar. It's like, fucking great. You guys can switch it up. Yeah, well, they're that talented. They can switch. That's what I mean. It was so fucking good. Thank you, Andy. But nobody, nobody played the drums, though. <laughs> yeah, no, there was no drum. Just on that left one. that to the master of disaster. Yeah, or it was John just doing that as a as a beatboxing. I think it's right. it it all mixed up. Right. Yeah. That was fucking yeah. great shit, yeah. man. Thank you. Well, shit, guys. We uh, God, well, I I both am mortified and really happy that we made it to the end of that one. I'm mortified and very relieved that those songs are done because I was both really anticipating them and dreading them. But thanks to both of you for sitting here and riffing on them for that long. That was fun as hell. I hope people love to hear what you guys had to say about it. Feel the same way about these two, these two in particular. Sarah plus two equals one and Mary. I I hope people, uh, other people who listen to this podcast know that how monumental those, those two particular songs are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything to add before we, uh, we put a cap on this one. Pigs and dogs rules. It does. Too bad it's uh, gone. Terrible machine. Uh, Well, we've we've uh, we've sent this story must be told to tell another story. We have let Mary have her time in prayer. Pigs and dogs is back in the barnyard, and unfortunately, zero plus two equals one is in the corner counting (laughs) on his fingers. But just remember, that's what happens when you walk the streets with a bag in your head and a sign that says. Every day I start to. Every day. Every day. stuck around which maybe you have now because you know there's something to stick around for we're gonna see what bullshit the terrible machine pulls up this time so i'm pushing the button it's like the wheel on the price is right when you 
Uh-oh. No, this is just this funny is because really of the alliteration. It's not really bad. Um, okay. I think this one's going to be actually pretty fucking easy, frankly. You're spinning but the wheel on The Price is Right. Let me get the chat up. All right, are you ready? This yeah. is just funny because of the alliteration. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, yeah. again, wow. pretty fucking easy. But uh, <laughs> okay, this one's also easy for me. Wow, I will have a lot to talk about in how these pairings are very—they uh, mirror each other in ways. But this is going to be a fucking easy episode. Let me tell you. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah. I don't oh, know what oh, my oh. vote's going to oh. be for this one. Oh, I do, hundred percent. But I have excited to talk about one of those songs anyway. All right, everybody. That's it. Go home. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Can't stay here. Fuck off. <laughs>